0: Hi, you're listening to Delusional Optimism with Dr. B. Where we explore human resiliency and learn how people thrive even after adversity. We break down the complexities of the human brain so concepts are simple and relatable. It's fun and empowering to understand how your earliest experiences influence your relationships today. What makes you tick? Dr. B is a speaker, trainer, and consultant who understands emotions and human development from the inside out. Let's dive into today's episode. Here's Dr. B. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about reducing stress around homeschooling. If you're interested in furthering this conversation, please email me at contact at drbconnections.com. Or if you wanna know more about me, go to my website at www.drbconnections.com. Now, let's get started. So today's topic is about reducing stress around homeschooling. The problem really is that everyone has had to pivot to some form of homeschooling or another. Whether it's public schools or virtual now, some parents don't want to do virtual public school. So they're exploring homeschool charters or even affidavit options. If you don't know what that means, it means where a family pretty much unenrolls in public school and decides to do all their schooling for their children at home. That's called an affidavit for schooling. And a lot of families have made that choice during COVID-19. The one thing that's certain though, is that parents feel guilty and scared about their children missing out on education and falling behind. I hear this all the time and it kind of drives me crazy, especially when news people say, oh my gosh, you know, our children, they have to get back to school. And there's this panic about children getting back to school because they're going to fall behind. And I just sort of fundamentally have a different opinion about that and a different value system around that. It's not that I don't value school or education. Of course I do. I highly value school and education. However, I don't view school in and of itself as the only place that education and learning can occur. And I believe that lots of really important things happen outside of those walls. So uh, I just view education in a much broader perspective. And I do not want people to send children back to school under this fantasy that children don't get COVID-19 or don't spread COVID-19 or they're not at risk or young people aren't at risk because I don't believe that to be true. I don't think that plays out in the research. And we should not be putting children at risk until ever. We shouldn't put children at risk. We need to know more before we re-embark on education as we've known it in the past. Remember, children learn in relationships, and there is a lot, a lot, a lot to learn right now. We are at a transformational time in history, and Things are happening. So remember, hello, delusional optimist, that's me, and educator, that's me, here I am. Please, please stay with me on this. Kids are learning all the time. COVID-19 has changed the way we do almost everything. But in the grand scheme of things, some of these changes are really great. Like they really are good for Our society and for our lives. Parents are getting to know their children on a whole new level. Parents are experiencing a much more formal education experience with their kids because their kids are at home. In normal times, they would just be missing that because they send kids off to school and away they go and they do their day at school and parents do their day at work and everybody comes home and there's whatever homework time, TV time, game time, but people really aren't we we've, we've been struggling this for struggling with this for a long time. I think as sort of an educational philosopher that we have been disconnecting from our children by just sending them off to school and going off to work for a long time and have needed to find a new way to connect with children in families, because what I think's been happening is on some level, and I the original COVID-19 quarantine brought us here, was there's almost a fear of children being home with us because we don't know what to do with them. Like, I don't know what to do with a second grader. I don't know what to do with a seventh grader. I certainly don't know what to do with a second grader and a seventh grader at the same time while I'm working. But COVID-19, has forced that issue. And even though it has been challenging and it still isn't completely resolved, I've heard lots of families have really transformational experiences with their children that make me think that we're never going back to the old way of school and parents being completely disconnected. So from a personal note, here's here here's my personal experience with this is that I trust humanity and the need and the want for people to learn new things. Remember, positive psychologist in me sees the opportunity for children and parents to relate differently than they have in the past with traditional school situations. So we're now making the best out of a hard situation and that That means that kids aren't spending as many hours, quote unquote, on task in a classroom. They're not spending those same number of hours at home and they shouldn't be. What you do in a classroom is different than what you do at home and that's okay. That's what this episode is really about is that homeschooling is different than formal classroom education. Both are fine and good. Let me keep going. So, my son in law has actually become the homeschool teacher of my granddaughter. She stopped going to school in TK because, you know, we had to shelter in place. We ended school. Then she would be a kindergartner now, but we're still sheltering in place. So, my son in law, her dad, got the job of being her homeschool teacher. And I don't think he would mind me sharing this, but like me, he's dyslexic. He He's a super smart guy, but nobody, when you're dyslexic, you're like, I'm never teaching anybody to read because reading is really, was always, is usually really hard for somebody with dyslexia. So then to imagine to have to teach somebody else to learn to read feels really intimidating. I remember when my kids were learning to read that I felt really intimidated at having that job, you know, teaching them other things was fine, but teaching them to read, I thought, oh that's never going to be me. That concept was just not not my thing. So, my granddaughter just started kindergarten this year after a year of TK which she loved, but COVID-19's totally no joke. And my kids made the decision to homeschool until things feel safe again for them. So, Matt, my son-in-law, has taught Charlie to read. Like, she's a very beginning reader. She's only, she's turning six. He shared the other night, which was just so beautiful, that he never expected that he would be the person in our family to do this job, but he's done it. And he's he's really proud of himself about it. And he obviously also teaches her math and has a whole different relationship with his daughter that he probably would not have if COVID-19 were not in play. He's also learned some really important things about himself as a person and as a parent. And I'm so proud of him because I've gotten to witness this in other parents as well. I have a friend who also has a kindergartner and she was watch she was doing um her classroom virtually in a public school. And my friend, who's her dad, got to watch her read for the first time something online. and And he was so moved and so proud and said, "You know, if it hadn't been for Covid, like I would have totally missed this." And it was you know, it's kind of like watching your kid walk for the first time." So he had a really meaningful experience. And I thought, this is powerful. This is powerful stuff that's happening for for parents of young children and for their young children. It literally changes their relationship. Then I have another friend who's a mom and she has big kids at home. And at the beginning of COVID-19, I remember her expressing how frustrated she was with having, you know, high schoolers at home and how she was really ready for them to just go back to school. But now that almost, you know, over 6 months has, has has gone by, they've made these adjustments and it's still hard. However, she's not ready to just have her kids go back to school. She likes having them at home and she's worried about sending them back to school because of COVID and She's willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that they're safe. And so she's she's experiencing her adolescence in a different way than she would had they just stayed in regular high school. So I think those things are really important to recognize. Take a pause for a minute and think how if you have kids, how your relationship with your children has changed since they've been sheltering in place, if they have been, which I think most people have been, especially in California. And if, if you think that that's altered your relationship with your children in some way and, and appreciate that that could carry over for a long time. So parents are adjusting to this new normal with kids at home. From littles to bigs, this is going to have a long term fundamental change for both kids and parents and even generations to come. Because now, now we've crossed over that point where people are sort of afraid of school is one thing, home is another thing. Now we are doing home school, not as a choice, but as a necessity. And families are starting to realize that, okay, I can do this. This is something that, that I can do and I have to do. So it won't always be perfect, but both children and parents are learning all kinds of new things about each other because they're spending more time together. I think there was a research study done where it said kids during a regular school day only spend about like seven minutes having a conversation with their parents each day. I mean, can you imagine that? That really is nothing, obviously. That's not a very long amount, long time. And now kids are spending 24-7 in the house with their parents. So having more conversations and getting to know each other better and how to like each other that's that's important so we've gotten so far away from each other as families especially in the US I think because we're we're you know built we're a country built on independence and people are having to work really hard in order to make a living and to keep things going for themselves. And we're just busy. We're, we're a busy culture that doesn't appreciate downtime and relaxing time or time taking time to relax. We're, we're a very stress-driven society. So if there's a silver lining to COVID-19, One of the things is that in some ways, it's teaching parents that they're competent and they're capable of keeping their kids on track educationally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and physically. You don't have to do that all the time. But if you can do a little bit of all those things, some of the time, you're doing great. That's what people need to remember is you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do it all right all the time. You just have to do it okay some of the time. And then be honest and have conversation with conversations with your kids about your worries and fears and the lessons that you're learning along the way in this process. You're You're the boundary setter. You're setting up the rules of the game for your children during this time. So they're looking to you for security and safety in uncertain times. And even though we don't have all the answers, we certainly do have the capacity to have conversations with our kids about how we're going through this together and we can have a shared experience and that your job is to take care of them and that you're gonna do that to the best of your ability. And one of the ways is by homeschooling for now. There will always be a place for formal education. However, we also need to keep in mind that the best education comes from loving relationships. And we know this, we know that what people remember learning about usually is stuff that they learned from somebody that they love and care about and who felt like they, they feel like that person loved and cared about them and really wanted them to learn that material. So talking to children about life, helping them manage their fears and being their first teacher and parent is what will get everyone through this phase of our lives will get us really what it's looking like is through the 2020. Parents and families are more important than friends on Facebook and Instagram. The most important thing we can do to raise resilient children is to be a stable loving, and consistent relationship for them. Because what we model as a relationship is what sets the stage for their relationship development later on in the future. So it really is true when you say your earliest relationship sets the stage for your future relationships. That's true. The kind of relationship you have with your parents will drive how you pick a partner down the road and ideally i think most of us or many of us want our children to be able to be connected and honest and open and and communicate with their partner down the road and then be loving parents to their children your grandchildren so when we can do that with our kids we all win so so that's the takeaway, well, that's one of the takeaways of this episode really is that homeschooling isn't setting your children back. Now, is it changing something about their education? Absolutely, there's no way around it. And that's that's different for so many kids right now, depending on their age and their grade and what's what they're involved in in their schools but like i think my son who's in college in a credential program of all the years for him to be able to be on the ground safe and sound and learning it's this year teaching in a classroom doing his student teaching and his and his credential work however this happens to be the year that he is 100% virtual not only as a university student but also as a classroom student teacher. So we could get all wound up in the weeds there with, oh my gosh, this is so terrible, it's gonna ruin his life. But the truth is, it's not gonna ruin his life. It, it, it's teaching him about adaptability. And he's gonna be one of the few who have actually experienced teaching in a fully virtual online environment as a necessity in, in the whole population of public school teachers in the world or in the country. So, you know, we can, we can flip it. That's the delusional optimist in me. Littles, if you're under fifth grade, if you're even under sixth grade, I'm not worried about those kids at all, as long as their parents are engaged in their relationships with their kids and, Making sure that they're doing certain things every day. Okay, that was my dog hacking a little bit. K to six, TK to six, littles, I'm not worried about them as long as their parents are engaged with them on a daily basis in certain areas of their education. Like, I, I want parents to make a plan for their kids and for their education. But they're not going to fall behind because people are individuals and we're all on different levels, even when we're in the same classroom at school. Like, how often how, have you ever walked into a second grade classroom and you see all the children and think every single one of them is doing exactly the same thing in math, exactly the same thing in reading? No way. They're all different. And so, it's fine, you're, you can do this with your children. People have done it for centuries, have educated their own children. And we have so many resources today that it's okay. I know you're stressed, I know you have work to do, but you can do this and you don't have to kill yourself in the process. You can just focus on a few things. So here are the, the few things here are the few things to take away to give you some confidence as a new homeschool teacher parent in terms of getting through this. So read every single day. If, you're, if you have littles, read to them. If they have older siblings, have their older siblings read to the younger siblings. If you have middles, meaning sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, then You can have those kids, you can either read something with them, you can have them read to you, you can have them read to younger children. Just talk about what they are reading. Or same thing, do a book club with your teenagers. This is a great way to stay connected and to make sure that content is that they're learning about things that are important, especially in in these times. So math, sure, there's lots of math worksheets and, and stuff available for people. Don't get all caught up in algebra, don't get all caught up in geometry, even if that's the class that they should be working in. If they're in a class, like they're doing it through their school, great. But if you're a parent, and I find this a lot, You know, who hasn't taken a who have hasn't taken algebra in years or algebra two or geometry and they're like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea how to help my children. Let them do that work online themselves independently, get resources online.